Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, İyi bayramlar and welcome to episode 20 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the galaxy, I'm your host Samet and a big applause to my fellow podcast members. From New York, America, we have Emre. How you doing Emre? Doing good bro. It's finally great to see Galatasaray back in action again. I missed it. They're like, you know, that drug that you're not supposed to be taking. Bad for your health, but you just want it anyway because it's so addictive. That's what Galsara is for me. <laughs> that's nice. All right, that's the only New Yorker we have today. But from all the way around the other side of the world, from Melbourne, Australia, Croco Mazar is back. Then <laughs> <laughs> we really oh, need a new nickname, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, it's, we're back. Last week's episode was pretty fun, so it's glad to be back this week as well. But yeah, today, today should be a fun little episode. Got a few things to talk about. Looking forward to it. And to our listeners, that's it. Just us three. The main skeleton. The OGs. So to all our listeners, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you. All right, guys, the transfer market has been very active. So in today's podcast, we'll probably discuss a few of the transfer news. Of course, we also had a friendly against Sturm Graz from the Austrian League. So might have a few points to say about that. And in general, our usual banter. Just sit back, relax, and have a nice listen with us. So, Emre, Maz, what happened while we were gone the past week? What happened? Yeah, like confirmed transfers. I think we have only three confirmed transfers, right? We have three confirmed transfers and yeah. about a hundred different rumors. So mm. I don't know yeah. where you want to begin. I think we can just briefly say we got Kazımcan, Karatash, Abdulkerim, Bardakçı, and our latest, newest addition, Sergio Oliveira, as the confirmed transfers. And then might as well name the confirmed outgoing transfers, which is Alpaslan Öztürk to Eyüpspor, Erkan Suer to the second league Iskenderunspor, and Valentine Ozon Wafor. I think these are the main three that were outgoing, and there are some talks we can have about these. Did you say Marka? Oh yeah, I don't, don't, man, don't. Maz, come on, just uh, hurts I'm, I'm, so I'm... much. <laughs> It, it, it look it does hurt we knew he was gonna leave yeah but I'm, I'm kind of upset in the way he left mm-hmm what do you mean like what do I mean okay this is what I mean it's mini rant here he said he calls like Okan Buruk and he says don't worry I'll only leave if the offer is great I won't I'm happy to be a Gasray that's what he says it gives us a bit of hope right and then like not even a week later he forced his way to Sevilla his manager goes out and says, he's not coming back to Gas today. He's not going to Zenit. He's only going to Sevilla. 
nothing nothing was confirmed at this stage as well it was still pretty much when it was still rumors so that put us that put Garcia in a shitty position to negotiate that's why we have a 13 plus 2 million deal for a player of Marquez caliber that's we could have gotten at least 20 but Salison, the manager actually he ruined everything like I just found it super unprofessional and very disrespectful in the way they handled this so you're um, hating on that you're hating on I'm not hating, I wouldn't say hating, but I'm just disappointed. I, I'm just, I'm just really disappointed. Like, Garcetti scouted you, brought you to its environment, trusted you with the minutes as well, because let's not forget when Marcao first started, it wasn't that great. So we trusted him, we gave him this hours, we gave him the work and poured him into the player he is. And this is how he repays us. I'm, I'm kind of a bit disappointed, I'll be honest. I, I agree. Um, I, of course, I'll still support him, but it just breaks my heart, man. Emre, you yeah. agree? He's right in a sense. I mean, come on. I mean, there's sides to both Marcao and us. Be honest with you. Marcao did want to leave, if you recall. And Fa I think it was Fati Tatum who convinced him. Uh, look, stay with us another year. Let's get through the season and we'll sell you. Because a season prior, I, I believe Napoli wanted him. That was the rumor going around. And he stood with us. And then, you know, some things happened. You know, him and his fight with Kerem. It kind of did create some bad blood between him and some fans. And I mean, to be honest with you, if you went to his Instagram during those times, what happened? He was getting scolded from fans. Like, as a player, you don't really want to see that. So, like, I think he realized, like, you know, listen, I got to do what's right for me. Like, I'm here today, gone tomorrow in the fans' eyes. Anything can happen. And one other thing we got to remember is he only had two years left on his contract. If we didn't sell him now, next year, our leverage when it comes to selling him will be, you know, even less. Yeah, I know 15 million is not a lot, but it's it's still better than nothing. And we got him for what? Four million? Six million? So we're basically more than doubling our investment and we got a lot out of Marcao. So this also kind of like brings me back to the thought experiment that I honestly, if you get a good offer, just take the offer. I think we had a really good offer from Marcao from that, but I think it was like the rumored was like 16 to 18 million and Fat Tatum was like, no, we're not selling him for anything below 20 million. So like take what you can when you can. I'm not sure that was official though, but in general- It wasn't official. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't official, but it was no. pretty much close But to again, guys, listen, who else came to us? Nobody other than Zenit. Nobody. So we don't really have a, we don't have a choice really. And his manager is like, well, I said he's a piece of shit. I don't know. I, I, I'd like to say I fully disagree, especially with Maz. As much as I love Marcao, this was the time to sell him. And regarding the fee, I'm okay with it. Why am I okay with it? The Turkish league is not what it used to be. We're not selling anyone over 20 million unless you have Ali Koç uh, funneling some money from left and right. That's a different story. But would you pay 25 million for a defender from Japanese league, for example, Emre Mas? No, you wouldn't. Look, look, you're getting me wrong though. I'm not saying I'm not upset that he left. It's when, when he was gonna leave. It's fine. Yeah, it's the way he go. left is what it's we're saying. It's the way he left, like forcing his way out of it, saying I'm only going to Sevilla. Come on, that's even not how that. You do it. Even that. If I were, let's say, I'm Marcao. I'm about to be transferred. There are two offers. There's Zenit from Russia, for God's sake. And there's Sevilla. 
who's doing pretty well in Europe and all stages. Obviously, I'm going to tell my club. I don't want the offer from Senit. I don't care. Just deal with Sevilla and get a deal with them. So I don't blame him at all for not wanting Zenit and about forcing the hand of Galatasaray. I don't think it's as delicate as the news reports say. I think it's probably more that Marcao said, I don't want Zenit, I want Sevilla, and that's it. Even like, I believe the team, Sevilla or Zenit, they cannot even talk to Marcao or their agent until they have actually agreed and negotiated with Galatasaray. What happens in the background, I don't know, of course, but overall, I'm content. It's, it is what it is. It was the best time to sell him. If we didn't sell him for that fee, well, the player would have been unhappy, I would assume, and next year his contract would run out, we wouldn't renew, and we would get nada for him. So I think it's the best case. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm just saying the way he left, I'm trying to like, you know, Tell Maz, like, yeah, he has a point, but there's reasons why he's leaving the way he's leaving. But it's yeah, overblown. Right. It's overblown, and we shouldn't focus on those bullshit the, reports, honestly. The the conversation he had with Okan Buruk, is that was that, like, legit? Did Okan actually say it from his own mouth? Like, uh, I mean, I didn't actually watch, listen to the recording, but it was oh. from credible sources. So it wasn't from, like, Odette. Random Twitter accounts. It was from actual It was, like, not sources. from Photo Much. It was from, no, you know, no, actual no, no, people. No, no. It was from credible sources. Yeah. He said, I'm fine. Like, I'd love to keep him, but it is what it is, you know. Obviously, who no, wouldn't? Whatever. No longer Garcaday player, so let's focus on Garcaday. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. goodbye, Marcao. We wish you all the best. Good luck at Sevilla. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely watch him there, man. So, aside from Marcao, Valentine on Zumwaffer. Ridiculous. So, <laughs> <laughs> we loaned him to Charlois sporting club last summer and apparently the rumors are nothing official that we had an option with Charlois of 100k they could buy him apparently they did so and they also announced officially that they immediately loaned him to FC Socha Montbéliard some second league French team for a year another option to buy for them so probably they have a 1 million option or something, but that's quick money for them. Another one of those examples that Burak Elmas and his team were just not hardworking or competent enough with the players we have. I don't know if you saw that news. Yeah, it's it, it's laughable at this point. Do you know, do you know the, the money he went for? Like how much money he went for? No, it doesn't say. Uh, but doesn't say, right? Yeah, I can I guess so. it's definitely more than 100k that we... Uh, Hundred percent. It's we have all, we have all these players like that were just sitting there. Burak Elmas really just. Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't like talking about him because it just pisses me off. But you have Ozan Wolfer and you have all these other youngsters that were just neglected to say the least, and they were There's just sitting of, there just waiting for something to happen. But they just didn't went, we have a, a few players from the Galcera youth that just left because they were saying no one was offering them contracts? Yeah, heaps. heaps. Yeah, Emir Tintish yeah, one was one of ridiculous. them. Yeah. He did um, Instagram farewell and said basically, all I wanted was a professional contract with Galatasaray and I didn't receive it. I think we discussed it a few weeks ago shortly. But yeah, yeah we yeah, have yeah. a lot of youngsters leaving indeed. But that seems to be changed with Okan Buruk. He did call up a shit ton of youngsters. 
you hope so. Yeah, it's nice to see. Like we we said this, we said the same thing when Torrance came as well. Like, oh look, he's gonna utilize the youngsters. It's gonna do this. It's gonna do that. I'll yeah, believe right. it when I see it, bro. Mm, mm, we'll see. Another thing that was in the news which I found interesting was Albert Riera. I don't know if you saw that. Oh man, that's a funny <laughs> one. Yeah. So for the ones that have no idea, Albert Riera left Galatasaray as assistant coach. He left to a Slovenian country, a team called Ljubljana, Olympijou Ljubljana. And they announced him. And the day after, they set up a very nice press conference with Riera to discuss several topics. <laughs> and the video we actually posted on our Twitter. You see in the press conference, the ultras of Olympijou Ljubljana coming in and basically saying, you fucking bastard in their own language. Get out, go away, and you see Riera in complete shock next to the <laughs> Slovenian dudes. And yeah, I mean, he says, I'm here to talk football. Of course, ultra fans, they, they, they don't they listen don't to him. No, <laughs> just fuck off, fuck off. And, uh, and he had to leave the room. Apparently, they're not very happy with their board. And well, I'm just happy that it's not Turkey <laughs> coming up into the news I mean, with such a case. That's just crazy to me because I've seen a video and they had like masks on and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Some of them didn't even have masks because they have like They're gigantic nice. balls or something. I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that Albert Riera is just looking at the main guy like, I'm here to talk football. <laughs> like trying to plead with him, you know, like, bro, these guys about to whoop your ass. Get up and leave. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he, looked, he looked just so like... Like nothing was happening. It's like, I'm just here yeah. to talk about football, man. This yeah, what do you like, want? Oh, this is <laughs> like, how can I help this you? This is okay. Like, how can I help you today? Yeah, bro. Like, apparently they had like some like legendary manager that got sacked and they were extremely upset about it, you know? And that's why they're acting this way. Yeah. I'm, su I'm, su I'm really happy something like this doesn't happen in Turkey. Oh, you hope not? You hope not. It doesn't happen. Well, that's one for Slovenia. Could have happened with man. <laughs> I'm, that's, that's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you guys think of our latest transfer? Sergio Oliveira. It's really hard to say because he hasn't gotten a lot of game time. And I kind of feel sorry for him because he's one of those players that just constantly loaned out and really couldn't find a home anywhere. Right, he looks like a deep playmaker. He can dribble. He can hold the ball. He can create space. So he's, he's, a, he's not like a box-to-box. -box. You can say he's not really a full number 10. He's like a box-to-box, -box, but his defensive ability isn't his strong suit. Let, let's, let's see what happens. He's a, he's a good set-piece specialist. I'd say he's got some nice free kicks. He's got some nice clutch free kicks, I should say, to win the game. I think he'll be a great asset. And he's, he's one of those things where he's not the answer to all your problems, but he's, he's like one step in the right direction kind of thing. Yeah. We still, of course, we still need a um, either a defensive mid or a number 10. We might not see both of them in this transfer window because it's just a lot to handle right now. But I, th I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a good transfer. I think it's really a good transfer. I think he will do some good work for Garcerai. And I just can't wait to see the next midfielder. Well, uh, according to Suleiman Rodop from Ajans Bindokujus Bish, 1905, we will make three more transfers. That's okay. a six a 10 and a striker. We're going to see that for sure, he says. Uh, now to note, mm. he is in Austria where the players are at camp discussing things and getting some 
inside scoops from Ardan Tumur and Okan Boruk. So I do rate his sources for now a bit higher than normal. But that's the rumor. And as for Sergio Oliveira, well, he's uh, 30 years old. And basically a lot of people compare him a lot to Selçuk Inan. And what they say, he, he's not the fastest, but he's good with the ball. He can give a lot of through passes and a general quality box box player. You cannot expect him to do things that Felipe Melo did, but he's a well-complemented player that can play also in many systems, 4-4-2, 4-3-3. And at Porto, he did that. A lot of Porto fans also rate him very highly and actually surprised at the deal we got. We bought him for yeah. 3 million euros at a salary of 2.75 million euro a year for four years, of course. Now, you could also see this a bit different. His salary is high for Turkish economy at this point. But you can say maybe, well, to turn things around, it's also we bought him for 6 million euros and we're paying him 2 million for four years. The yearly salary sounds better like that, but 6 million for him, 30 years old. In today's market, it's not too bad. Yeah. And if you ask me, he's going to be sitting in the midfield, spot on, fit right in, and he's going to change a lot of things. I think in today's games, we saw our weaknesses there again with uh, Thailand and Aitach Kara, and he is a very important addition for us this season, so we will see how he does. You said he was going for 6 mil, like he's coming for 6 mil, because I heard like rumors that he was going to be 3 mil. No, it's official. It's 3 million euros and 2.75 million a year, but to change things up in terms of his yearly salary, you could say he earns two million a year and we bought him for six million. That's I what mean, it amounts to for the four years. Most people are upset about the length of his contract being four years. I think the reason why, and I've this is my personal like conspiracy theory, but um listen, his his like what is his worth right now? It's like twelve, thirteen million, right? Yeah. And so that's why yeah, a lot of money. And so I think the reason why we offered him four years is because it's giving him an incentive to tell his club, listen, I want to go to Galatasaray. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of people are upset or Porto fans are upset. Like, yo, how are they getting this guy for three million? It's ridiculous. Well, what I heard, Emre, Ardan Timur went to Porto, went into the office at 3 oh, huh. a.m. Mm-hmm. at night, yeah. opened up his zipper and pulled out his cock and put it on the uh-huh. table. Gotcha. Ah, that okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Ah, oh, that Samet. There you go. <laughs> we can maybe even not? transfer Ronaldo at this point. I then, bro. If he just goes to Manchester United, pulls his dick and puts it on the table, and says, "Doesn't need to say anything. Just that's it." Yeah. Just look all, at he, them. Well, all he'll Deep say is, "We're eyes. not going to Europa League," and that's it. <laughs> yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, it might like, work. You might get know. a good deal from that. Yeah, he yeah. should try. He should try. Let, let me tweet that yeah, to him. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I you saying he's like Satchukinan? I hope it's prime Satchukinan and not the later Satchukinan <laughs> who gets the ball, looks forward, left, right, then turns one eighty, gives the ball back to Muslera. Hope it's not that Satchukinan. Yeah, I think another important factor for him to come to Istanbul is, well, he doesn't have kids yet, from what I saw. Oh, ah, oh, great. And okay, Adan probably said, look. We got Muslera. He's got a whole soccer squad now in Istanbul. Falcao came, made two babies left. 
it's your time. Come to Istanbul, make some babies. Yenge has some work to do. <laughs> Probably. Sergio's always got a bit of work to do, you know? Bro. One thing I like about Sergio, and I saw this, is that he's not injured. He's not injury prone. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have many injuries in his history. But that might change coming to Turkey. You know, we call this the Butcher League. So it's not the Butcher League for no reason. Yeah. I think I Sasha think, think, Bowie was like that. He had no injuries. He comes, gets injured. What were you saying, yeah. Moss? I think the Portuguese league is a, a passionate as well, like the Turkish league. So I think he won't feel like a fish out of water like some players do. So I feel like some players come to Turkey and they think it's going to be chill. It's going to be relaxed. And then you just see all these people just chopping each other up on the, in, the, in, the, in the field. But I think, I think he should fit right in, in that sense. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Sp- speaking of Sasha Boy. You can see Sasha Boy doesn't seem very happy and well-adjusted to Turkey. And the rumors are that's the case. And that, that the club said to Sasha Boy, well, your transfer fee, if you can find the club, you're free to go. Just give us this amount of money. So this is also why he didn't join camp and don't know what he's doing at this point, point honestly. It's too bad. I really liked him. I really enjoyed seeing him play. Of course, me too, yeah. Definitely yeah. has potential. He just... Yeah, couldn't adjust to Turkey, I guess. Injuries as well. Um, it's just yeah. unfortunate. It's one of those real unfortunate situations where you know he could be so much more, but it's not going to work out. I, if you guys saw, he actually sent out this picture saying, like, I, it was with Fatih Tatum recently as well. I think it was on his Insta, like, going around in media as well. Yeah, Maybe think- after Fatih Tatum left, he just doesn't feel at home there. Yeah. I think unlike a lot of people say, Tatum can really manhandle players very well. Well, a lot of players put in trust in him and and have the confidence with him to really grow, like Marcao did. So yeah, say what you want about Fatitim, but the players love him. Yeah, yeah. So the the overall transfer targets, Jenk Adgun did have a list, and with Okan Buruk coming in, the list changed like for eighty percent, mixed up with personal transfer targets of Okan Buruk, which Sergio Oliveira was one of. Another few info points I have is Galatasaray has no interest in Alexander Serlot. As for Mert Müldür and Kan Ayhan, Mert Müldür, they wanted 7 million euros. Kan Ayhan, they wanted 5 million euros. Galatasaray made their offers and if they approach us, we can maybe negotiate something, but we're not going anywhere near that 7 and 5 million euros, is what it's, I understood. It's too much money. Yeah. It might be one of those things where if they don't get any other offer for, I don't know, Matt or Khan, they might come like in the last second of the transfer when they say, hey, he's doing it. Um, but it's, look, I really rate Matt as a player and he'll, he'll do great work for guys today, but it's 7 million is way too much money. I think something closer to four, then you can start talking. Then you can be like, yeah, okay, we can make something work. When you start off at seven million for Mertz, it's it's not even worth five million for Khan. That's that's basically Markal's transfer fee for two players. Like what? No, and you're not going to get Markal performance out of either of them. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the three transfers we are supposedly going to make, they're also saying two additional transfers on the. Right back position, so if Matt Müller doesn't go through, someone else. And another centre-back, which is, of course, Denier or 
also rumored Boateng. For Denier, the bid was given from Galtzrae's side. If they accept it, it's fine, but we're not going near the high fees demanded, is what I uh, had understood. I'd love to see Denier, though. Yeah. He, nah, I, look, I don't pay too much attention to those rumors, but apparently he wanted $7 million wager yours or something like that and it's not going to happen and they probably wanted a transfer not a transfer a signing fee on top of a signing bonus like he's a great player we all know it but it's just not going to happen not now at least mm. I'd like to deny her back especially after Markow leaving we're going to need some of that quality back because Abdukirin Bardakju is not bad it's not a bad transfer it's just I want more security in that back line are you Hopefully. willing to pay seven or six million euros a year for his wage? Are you willing think, to give him a three, I don't really, four million dollars? Listen, I don't think he's going to be... I think those are just rumors. And I believe but those rumors realistic. as much as I believe in Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't real? No. Sorry <laughs> for anybody <laughs> under 12 listening. Um, <laughs> dude, that's ridiculous. Even Denar would be like, okay, this is golf. So how are they going to pay that much money? Okay, like it's, it's unreasonable. I don't think any club in Turkey will pay that much. That's just ridiculous in terms of wages. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't, I don't know that, if that's the official prices that's going around. Then, I then heard, why, why haven't we transferred him yet? Because we're still waiting. I, I feel like we're still waiting for Marco to be finalized to get that like, money into our bank accounts and then finalize that. Because I don't know, like, when's the last day of uh, transfer season? Because Galsari always does their last few transfers on the yeah. last day. Yeah, just so to I point think we're out, wait. for Marco. It's 13 million euros fixed and 2 million in bonuses. Of that 13 million, we will get like 4 or 5 million straight up. And the rest will be in, in two terms is what I understood. But those are just small details of money. Yeah, we don't even know the full details. I really, really hope that there's some, sign of, some sort of uh, sell clause, future sales clause. Oh, yeah. That'd be ridiculous. Cause I, I, I like think there is, isn't there? Nothing official. I just saw rumors of there uh, being ten percent, ten percent. I hope. Which is, I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. You'll take that because if he goes for twenty million or thirty million euros, which he most likely will, that's two, three million euros. Just right. And extra. That's that's not just not bad. Then that's, that's a decent bringing deal. It, that's bringing it closer to what we originally wanted, right? It was like the twenty mm-hmm. million mark. It's going to be eighteen mil if mm-hmm, we get yeah. those bonuses. I don't even know what those bonuses are. I think they're like they're going to be like ridiculous, like win the Champions <laughs> League or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no. You hope not. Or win Ballon d'Or. Have you guys seen the interview with Belhanda, by the way? With Vole? No. I'm, actually, no, I haven't. Oh, basically. I had it. I think a few points that he makes is like during his spell at Galatasaray and when he left, there was only one person that didn't really want him. And when he made those comments about the grass and the field, that was the point, the excuse for that one person at Galatasaray to finally get rid of him, is what he said. He didn't say who, right? No, he didn't say who. And he did joke whenever he sees Galatasaray players that they all thank him for for the grasp as it's pristine now, which it wasn't before. So that's a funny thing. That Honda died for it, literally. Uh. (laughs) Bro, I know people are going to probably disagree with me, man, but like letting go of Belhanda. Oh, come on. No, at that Emine. point, come, nah, bro. You got to, dude, we lost the championship at by that one point, goal. Okay. Yeah. One goal. I agree. Let, yeah, one goal. And we were playing with Emre Akbaba, bro. 
Wow, he's doing pretty well. Yes. Now he is. He wasn't then. In a friendly against Stuttgart. Yes, let's has rate him immediately. No, I mean he has his qualities. If he has a solid midfield around him, he will score in bangers. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. At Alanya, he's doing very well. I know you make a difference between teams, Emre, but I, I still have a lot of hope for Emre Akbaba. I'm not denying that he might be doing better. He might do good. I'm just saying at the time when they let Berhanda go, he was not doing well. And keeping mm -hmm. Berhanda might have made all the difference. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't disagree with that. We don't know. We cannot dwell too much about, on the past. I don't want to... Yeah. Fucking one goal and we had the championship. I was so sad. I yeah. was so sad. Yeah. I remember we were watching it all in Discord, both the games together. Yeah. Goddamn my life, yeah. Uh, I have a drama topic as well that I saw, which is interesting. <laughs> Faguli had an interesting uh, feud with a Twitter reporter, Ur Karakulukju. Ur basically tweeted that, well, he tweeted about Feguli's interview with Sofut, where Feguli said, when Tudor was here, the trainings were immense. They were so heavy, and we have the championship to thank to those trainings. And Ur reacted to that and said, I don't understand Feguli at all. He is the most unfit person and undisciplined person I've ever seen. And I mean, he even his nickname is the three-month footballer. And he said that because also Feguli said in the interview that Turkish players are, well, lazy, kind of came to that. And uh, Feguli replied to that. <laughs> and he <laughs> replied very dirty as well. Like he said, I don't know. He replied in Turkish in the lines of, hey, you dirty-headed person, stop lying, you two-faced person. I won two championships and two cups and I've been chosen the best player. And what are you doing? You're just digging up dirt. And uh, he ended with, Alhamdulillah, I, I earned my uh, money the, the correct way. Debatable. It's not debatable at all. Ur's 100% right. No, no, no. It's... He's saying that I earned my money. Oh, you know? sorry. He's saying debatable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, debatable. He doesn't earn his money. He was on a stupid contract for like, how many years was it? Four or five Four, years? Four, yeah. Four which years we're doing now again contract, with Dursun Uzbek. Which one of his bonuses were, he gets like 75,000 euros per point we earn in the league. Like, it's such a stupid bonus. And he's, he's talking about trainings being intense. He's such a lazy player. He plays when he wants to play. He's so undisciplined. And he's turning around and saying those kind of stuff. Like, I understand that saying a good thing about Tudor doesn't mean you're saying anything bad about Teddy or any other coach. But come on. He knows and what he was saying. Ur wasn't exactly even alluding was to that, though. He like, wasn't, Ur, exactly. He exactly. Wasn't. He just, like, mentally just immediately went there. Because, like, Ur always, like, very, like, you know, he will criticize people. When they say something, whether it's about anything, Tedim, yada, yada, yada, et cetera. And like, he, he's right, bro. He's like saying, oh, uh, Tudor had one of the best fitness, like, you know, processes, this and that. But then he's like, why are you so fat then? If you like <laughs> training, if you like intensity, like, if you like, he's saying that the success came from Tudor's intense trainings, right? So if that's success, why are you so fat? Do you not want success? Go lose some weight. Yep, that's what that's I think exactly what he's right. saying. Exactly right. It's I just find it funny. 
you're a professional footballer, you're coming to this level, you're at the top elite level, and you think it's Twitter, Twitter beefs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's especially how he reacted, man. It's just yeah. not necessary. Yeah, and it was very I agree aggressive. with Ur as well. Sure, Taguli can say a lot of things about Turkey and the conditions and how they train and how they're not used to being professionals. But looking at his history, we only had Ramadan for Guli a few years and then that's it. So, yeah, I think Ur, uh, he also replied back very, very nicely. He said, I just uh, told my uh, opinion for Guli and I'm still yeah. behind it. So, yeah, for that money, for that performance, that's just crazy amounts. So. Yeah, you know, people get really defensive when you, you strike a nerve. So, you know, he definitely mm. struck his nerve. Maybe it's lost in translation. I don't know because Figuli did reply in Turkish. Maybe. But, yeah. Maybe not. Know. Maybe, but we'll see for five years. He knows kind of what Robert's saying, what he's saying. So, like, mm. I, I know it's just, I don't think that's a translation error because it's so aggressive. Yeah. Like, he called him dirty headed. He's like, Kafan dirty headed. And it's like, Yalan Suleiminen, Yalan Sura, he accuses him. He goes, You're a liar and you're also two faced. Is it because he's bald and Ur has hair? <laughs> he's telling him boots. to take a shower. Maybe Figula does keep his head like pristine. It shines a lot. So Finger waxes it every morning. It's uh, what's so it? shiny, like Mr. Muscle. <laughs> you mean Mr. Clean? Oh, Mr. Clean. oh, he's called different names in different countries. You know that, right? Really? Never yeah. heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mr. Muscle, Muscle for us. Yeah. See, Mr. Muscle. Yeah, it's Mr. Muscle for us. What is it in Turkey? Mr. Temizlik? I don't know. Mr. Temiz? I, I have no clue, to be honest. I, I never checked. I don't know if they have it. Either. Mr. Muscle. Okay, yeah. that's, that's interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think of the midfield rumors? Especially Idrisse Guye, 32-year-old from PSG. They're saying, this guy is about to go to PSG and say, I want to go to Gala. I don't <laughs> it's know. It's funny. It's funny that he's coming to us. Off a of technicality. What do you mean? Because he doesn't want to participate in LGBTQ things. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. he's like, it's just a guy, right? Yeah, yeah, but I have no clue about that stuff. Maybe you can explain? I mean, I don't know too much about it, but he just like doesn't like participating in that and any of that LGBTQ stuff. I could be exaggerating, maybe. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> That's why they're oh. all saying, come to Galatasaray with mosques and stuff. Muslim stuff. Oh, sh yeah. I'm just reading something. Um, apparently, he traveled with the PSG squad to Montpellier. But apparently, he wasn't included in the team. And everyone's like, what's happening? He was like, he was in the bus. And apparently, he took a leave for personal reasons. And then when asked, um, well, what happened? Why didn't you yeah. play? He's like, the PSG shirts feature the LGBT flag. <laughs> and that's why he missed. And oh, that's not a good look. That's nah. not a good look, I'll be honest. I mean, uh, Thailand and yeah. him won't get along then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, there's another won't. LGBT shirt. Yeah, that's, that, that's funny. Yeah. Punch him in the face. Like, it's easy to laugh at things like this, but it's actually pretty serious because this is it's basic human rights at the end of the day. But you have people that support LGBT, like Thailand, who's very vocal about it, I think. Um, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, man. But yeah, exactly, I mean, whatever floats your boat. But I don't, I don't, I'm not happy with this transfer because of that, because of the controversy. And the second thing, he's 32 years old. 
Yeah. He's 32 years old. And I know for a defensive mids can play longer periods of time. Like they can play in their mid, until their mid thirties, until they start to decline. But, mm-hmm. um, what we're going for Pedro Joel. I hope I didn't butcher that name. Mm-hmm. No, Joel Pedro. Um, well, how old is he? He's in his thirties as well. Yeah. I hate got- these the rumors because. Uh, where we always said we need to go for youngsters. Basically, the Marcao model, right? That's what we need to do. But what we're doing is we're going back to the Dursun Uzbek era where we actually uh, signed Belhanda and Feguli for astronomic figures for four or five years, which we're still in pain of. Finally, it's done and over with. And here comes Dursun Uzbek waving around his wallet. Same thing again. It's like that Turkish meme. Thank God the bad days are over. Now it's the worst <laughs> days that remain. Yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> Here's my Connor argument for mm. that summit. Here's no, my you argument. need also professional older players. I understand that. I, I, th- I, think, I think the plan is, like, our biggest weakness last season was our midfield. It was just comprised of un- inexperienced young players who just didn't fit the system correctly. And it just dragged the overall quality of the team down. And a lot of people have argued with me. That's one of the reasons why Marcao probably went for a lower sum of money because we were 13th in the league. How are you supposed to market your player as a good defender if you're conceding this many goals and you're in 13th place, right? Yeah. Debatable. So maybe what Ocon wants to do or Galsede is have an experienced midfield and around them play young players. Right, so in the wing, like wingers, you'll have young players. You'll have players on the left back, the right back, and then try to like you know gain experience with them and sell them instead mm. of you know trying to make your money off of the midfield. I think that's the the idea. I could be wrong, but that's just my counter argument, and I mm. I don't love it either. But you got to understand, like our midfield was a problem, and in my in my opinion, midfields are probably the most important part of a team, hands down. Your midfield Although, sucks. Your team is gonna just suck overall. Oh, I do. I do agree with you. The midfield is the most important part, and you do need to find a balance of old players and right. uh, young and youth or whatever young yeah. players. This is no balance. Pedro Joao is thirty something. Guye is thirty two. Mm-hmm. Oliveira is thirty. It's no balance. It's just old. They're all old, <laughs> and you you need a bit of pace. You need you need to be able to press in the midfield. Yeah, experience is great, and we needed that. We really liked that last season, but I just, I, I don't like the direction that we're I'm going. I'm not happy about team. their ages either, but again, we're, who's going to want to come to Galatasaray when we don't have any European football, mm. right? Yeah, yeah so that's it's, true. It's, that's it's, true. It's, it's hard to convince people to come if you're not going anywhere and just mm. participating in a butcher league like, you know, the Turkish league. Yeah. And and so far, I'm content. I mean, I'm not very unhappy, especially Sergio, 30 years old. He just got 30, four years for a midfielder. I mean, look at Atiba. He's, what, 45 years old, 50 years old, almost still yeah. playing very nicely. So it can pan out very well. And we do need those older players as well, like Emre said. But we need the Drogba type of old players, you know, exactly. that really are a leader and that can teach the the youngsters something or two as well. And overall, if I look at the age of the transfers we're doing, I also look at if they're African or not, because that that also uh, plays a big role, if you ask me. It's just minus five years if it's African. 
<laughs> yeah, they they definitely have some great genetics, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other news you wanted to mention before we move on to the match performance we had against Turm Grass? I think we covered a lot of the uh, yeah. main things as of late. Um. There's one thing I actually did remember talk about. So. In our training ground, the Metin Octaitesis, apparently there was like six personnels that worked there that were stealing about a million taylor worth of like uh, clothing, whether it be jerseys or like training kits. Yeah. And they were arrested. Mm. <sighs> That's insane that this was going on for so Because I remember like a lot of these type news were going out, but they never like actually did anything about it. Like, I don't That's- know how they found out, but. It's been ongoing for years since Una Laisal. I heard this news already. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a question. You're working at Galatasaray. You're, I don't know, you're a shit scooper or a massagist. And you have the opportunity to nick a few jerseys here and there. Would you do it? Nah, man. Mm, Nah, nah, man. Okay, let's put it this way. The players give you the jersey. That's different. The players are giving it to you. Well, obviously, um, but, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's why would you get arrested for players giving you jerseys that, that they they gave it to you? Unless <laughs> yeah. you like, they gave it to you to clean, and then you're like, whoops, <laughs> it's gone now. I don't know. Because because they said stolen, like they're saying exactly the that there was the his stuff was stolen. It's not it's not good, man. It's not a good look. Okay, the other way around. <laughs> would you buy these? Confiscate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Honestly, I would, Maz. And then the reason, yeah, the reason for that is basically the shit quality of jerseys we're getting from GSA store lately. It's just ridiculous. So uh, I was super against not contributing to Galatasaray and buying like off market stuff. But if I look at the quality of the jerseys, the quality of the products, I'm like, yeah, let me have a look online. And you see these amazing things online. And uh, yeah, and I, I have to say. The funny you thing get, is, uh, yeah. it's not only is the quality bad, but it's expensive as shit. It's like 800, yeah. 900 Taylor, right? Something like that around that ballpark estimate. Like how is anyone in Turkey supposed to afford that with their type of wages? And you're going to give them something like that. Yeah, and that's for the shit quality ones, right? That's Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think we're allowed to get the the actual match kit anymore. Bruh, you can order them, I think. I, I couldn't find it, by the way. I asked, and it's funny how they also released the new jersey and said, hey, this is the jersey. And then you go into the store, and then you have this Pazar quality that you can buy from Antalya for 10 tele. I'm like, yeah. okay, you promote this jersey, but we can't buy it. So what's going on, you know? That Chinese people make it yeah. better, better 100%, quality. 100%, 100%. I felt the jerseys just ridiculous, man. I'm really, it's really that bad? disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the past two seasons like this. I think the oh, last good on. one was with Falcao, Falcao, I think. Falcao. <laughs> Medical Falcao. Yeah, I know. Medical Falcao. <laughs> Medical Falcao. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, all in all, yeah, that's the case. One thing I wanted to say, uh, issues with uh, João Pedro, is he wants 2.2 million for four years. 
Not the biggest problem. The problem is his manager. His manager wants 2.6 million euro in fees. Why? That's normal. Manager fees get money, but 2.6, I don't know. I can't really, I don't know how much manager fees are. Bro, we're in the wrong line of work, bro. What is this, man? Managing people, getting all like these, like basically asking for more money than the player. Yeah, what is this? And there's been reports that it's a lie. And that is actually lawyer fees. Well, lawyer lawyer for what? Yeah, I know, right? That's such a bullshit report. Whoever reported that. That's BS, man. It can't be lawyer fees at all. That's Turkish media in a nutshell as of late. I swear to God. You guys, like, remember? Like, dude, everyone was saying that we're going to have a new sponsor. It was going to be Qatar Airways. And no, it's going to be Kuwait Airways. Now, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't even exist. It's not even in yeah. the media anymore. No one's talking about it. Yeah, it's dumb. Ridiculous. Yeah. I think saying is more believable now, Moz. Probably, yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think we can move on to the game. So Let's move on. Today, 10th of July, 2022, we had a friendly game, the first one of the camp we're in against Sturmgras, and our first XY, we started off with Okan Kocuk in the goal, Abdul Kerim Bardakcu and Emin Bayram as centre-backs. On the left, we have Patrick Van Anholt. On the right, we had Omar al Abdullahi. In the midfield, we had Thailand and Aitach. And then up front, we had Emre Akbaba on the 10th position. On the right side, Morutan as the right-winger. Left side, Emre Kalinj as the left winger and Old John as the striker. So I watched uh, probably 60 minutes of the game before I had to get some food. Mm-hmm. All in all, I liked the first half, but I felt that Sturmgras wasn't really putting a lot of pressure against us. Hence, we yeah. looked probably pretty good. A uh, few points I made is Emin Bayram. It really shows that guy being loaned out and actually played 30 games for Boluspor. You can see his confidence. He's comfortable. He started very shaky in the beginning, but he was like, fuck it. I don't care. It's all good. And you could see that from him. So overall, I really liked his performance. He did fine. I did have to note in the second half, he made one mistake, which led to a goal. All in all, very nice performance. Classic goal, Sarai. I want to say one thing. Go ahead. Hamza Akman. Yeah. I think he had a I didn't great catch game. that. I didn't it see the end. the end, yeah, because I was doing Bayram Gizmis. I wasn't able to watch the full game, but I saw a few um, situations of Hamza Akman. He's, he's a great player. I'll be honest. He's How old is he? 17? I want to say 17. 17 or something. Dare, dare I say Wonder Kid? Made some great passes. He's putting some great pressure, great confidence and his mm-hmm. dribbling is actually really good. For a 17-year-old player to have this kind of dribbling, um, I'm very happy with him. And there's no reason why he shouldn't play at least 30 games a season. I would say he's that good. But then again, it's a friendly. It might be just one of those games where mm-hmm. he, had, he wanted to prove himself, so went all out, and we might not see that again, which oh. I hope it's not the case. Nice of not. Nice of Dominic Torrent actually playing him the last four matches where yeah, we had nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, he played some great football. I think we will see him definitely in this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he had a few shots as well, which they weren't they weren't the best. They went like straight he to dribbled, the like he he like yeah. took the ball, he dribbled, and then he shot, and it wasn't you know a, a Matt Bytem type shot going over, no, you it, know, yeah, into it, it space. Went, it was on target. Yeah, it was on target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there was also another player which I just read. I I didn't see I didn't see it too much actually, but Ali Surab Bilbul. Only played 20 minutes, uh, made the mm-hmm. most defensive actions, and had the highest passing accuracy in today's match. Mm-hmm. Those could be a little misleading because, you know... You think so? uh, it's only 20 minutes. Cedric Sa- Inan had really high passing statistics too, but there was always left, right, left, right, backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so- Ali Turab, I think I've seen him in U17 a few times. Yeah. He, he looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, right back. Mm-hmm, he, he's fairly good. From the few times I saw him. As for the game, I had a few notes on Emre Akbaba, which did fairly well. I really liked him the first half, really went towards the goal, had some good, nice passes. He did an assist as well to Oljan in the first goal that we had. And it's the thing with Ayhan Akman as well. I'm sorry, Ali Akman. <laughs> Just like Emre Akbaba, they really go towards the goal very vertically, not passing a lot horizontally. When they see Thank open you, spaces, they really go inside. Yeah? Ali Akman or you mean Hamza Akman? Isn't it Hamza Akman? <laughs> Hamza Akman. There's so uh, many fucking <laughs> Akmans, bro. Yeah, and the, uh, the other one is Ege Akman. Yeah, so, Efe Akman. No, oh, Efe. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Efe. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. We're butchering. Imagine. It. Oh, no. Great uh, work, guys. Hamza, <laughs> wow, we really did our due diligence here. Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Efe and Hamza Akman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, all right. Ayhan Akman is not playing for us anymore. He is part of Jen Kagan's team. Hamza Akman, he played today during the friendly together with Efe Akman. Right? That's it. No yeah, other Akmans. <laughs> At no least I got it close to his name. Ali, where'd you get Ali from? <laughs> Ali, Ali, Ali is, uh, is he's another Akman, bro. He's in Eintracht Frankfurt. He's the oh, nephew. Shit, yeah. He's the nephew of uh, Ayhan Akman. Yeah, he's a nephew. For, okay. um, yeah, he's a striker. Plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. We wanted oh, him. Remember? Does he? Yeah. Doesn't yeah, he yeah. play for Nijmegen? Yeah, he was on loan for a year. Ah, he was on loan. He's back now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the he was the wonder kid, wasn't he? From Bursaspor. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. We missed out on him. They wanted him to go uh, abroad, so. Yeah. Yeah. And Ihan actually said, uh, well, they also didn't want to renew the contract of Efe Akman. But after Okan Brook coming in, bringing him to camp, things might have changed there. So there's uh, those sort of things. This is what I mean. You see, like, I think Okan has the potential to bring these kids up, their value up Mm -hmm. with, you know, an aging like midfield. So I'm okay with these 30-year-olds at the moment. Depends on how much we get him for and what their contracts look like. Look, if he actually, for example, if he plays, what's his name? What was his, what was his name? Hamza <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Akman. Hamza, Hamza. If he plays Hamza Akman in the last 30 minutes of, of a game and subs him on a bit earlier, I'd be happy with 30-year-olds. But it's just in the past, we haven't really seen that from a Turkish coach or any coach in Gals today, for that yeah. matter. If he does Only that, I'll be way. happy. Bring all the 30-year-olds as long as you right. give these youth the minutes. They need at least 30 minutes mm-hmm. a game to really 
smell the grass on the field, really get comfortable and get their confidence. Because I know it's a friendly, but I'm, I'm really hopeful. I'll be honest. Yeah, I hope it's not a Mohammed situation where he always comes on in the dying minutes with a tired-ass yep. team and can't do anything. I don't want yep. that. Or we have to be like up three or four nil in order to see any tran- like um, subs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, on the game, I didn't like Thailand and touch. It just showed the weakness again. Nothing changed. Same goals right. I have last season. Very weak midfield. So I think Sergio will be very good to have there. I think Thailand yeah. actually messed up on a goal we conceded as well. Yeah. Where, where then our Bardakche. Uh, yeah, also. I wanted to like open a note for a couple of players. I mean, I'm not I'm not as good as John, you know, when it comes to like analyzing the game and the players, but I liked Abdukerim. I liked him a lot. I he he was very composed on the ball. He, like distributing the ball is very like he was very good at it. On par with Nelson yeah. or maybe even better. I liked the way he distributed the ball and he's calm on the ball. Yes, he had one mistake. Mm-hmm. It was a bad mistake, but apart yeah. from that, I think he did really really well. And like that mistake was kind of forced on him, right? It was like, yeah. I like, I saw like a quick like recap of it because I didn't watch the whole game. I missed like the first 15 minutes of the second half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, come on. If we just don't look at that, he was really, really good. I liked him. I think he's a very solid transfer, especially for a Turkish center back that's 28 years old. I think he's extremely solid. And, and of course, this is a uh, friendly mm-hmm. with Sturm Graz. We don't know how he's going to be, but he, yeah. he was with Konya and he did really well last season. I, I was happy with Abdul Kedim in set pieces. Um, I'll be honest, from, from the aerial balls, especially mm-hmm. from corners. I think, mm-hmm. I, think it was, I think it was pretty successful. And I think uh, maybe with Sergio Oliveira in this season, we might see something. Yeah, we might actually yeah. see a couple of goals from the set pieces. But... Finally, from corners yeah. and set pieces. Yeah. Overall, our left side this game seemed to work pretty well. I really love Patrick van Aanholt. Very technical yeah, player. Say. It's so good. Just, you know, the Dutchies, they rule, man. And Emre Akbaba joining in on that left side. It was just a well-oiled machine, honestly, over there. The right side, however, Morutsan and Omar. Yeah, Omar, I didn't really like this game at all. Normally, he brings in a solid performance, but it was very mediocre at best. And Morutsan, you can just see he needs, he needs a loan spell like Emin Bayram. Yeah. Just, Let's send him to Adana Demirspor. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be down for that. I wanted to say one thing about Emrak Baba, and I'm like usually touted as like the biggest mm. hater for Emrak Baba, but I see that he's he, he got all, like he has gained a lot of confidence. One of the things I've noticed that he does in this game, getting out of like those really tight positions with like moves, like doing a, like a a 180 move, going past the player, getting that ball to players. And and one of the goals that we, that we scored was offside, but wasn't offside, and he assisted that. It was really good. Mm. I, I like where he's headed. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, he's just a type of attacking midfielder, an um, basically that needs to be played well with other midfielders. I see say? a lot of potential. <laughs> dirty mind, dirty mind. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, you know what you were doing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Türkçe. Nereye çekersen oraya gidiyor. <laughs> I think I wasn't really happy with Gomez, to be honest. I think he did nothing. Mm, I didn't see And him. I think he can't move. Just doesn't move. Gomez didn't even play that much, did he? No, he, I don't 
They didn't get you much. You played minutes, for like twelve minutes or something like that. Still, yeah. but we did get, get into a few spots. We got into a few spots and. He's just not moving. He's just there, just sitting. Like, run. Rodop was saying he lost seven kilograms. Is that true? My question, follow-up question, is that how do you gain seven kilos as a footballer? Oh, he gained? No, I said he lost. No, but like, how do you have that much excess fat on you that you lose seven kilos? I don't know. Uh, I can imagine if you don't do anything for a week or two, that just and eat. A lot of kebabs. It's possible. I gained five kilos in Istanbul when I was on my food trip there. So, your food trip? Now it was in like a week or two as well. Yeah, no, it was in a week. How long was it? Was it a shorter spell, like a period? It was like a five day spell. Oha. But we ate like three or four times more, maybe more, probably more a day. Istanbul is amazing for food, man. Yeah, and imagine where Gomez eats. He yeah. probably eats at like Nusrets every day, so no wonder <laughs> he's gaining all that weight. Yeah. You guys have anything more to say about the game? I don't want to. I don't want to read in too much because it's a friendly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was some like we mentioned. There was some great things about our youngsters. Um, Imrak had a great, great game. I liked um Ali Bilbil. I think he had also had a good game. I think it was maybe better than Omar that game, but. Friendly, so I don't want to get ahead of myself and then get my heart broken, yeah. Because Orkan doesn't sub mon or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I just liked our overall play. It's it's not, it wasn't our usual friendly like game where you know we're like pulling our hair out because of how boring and uninspired our players are playing. I, I'm glad you said that because it didn't occur to me until you just said it. You just said it. Our last friendly was it against Tuzlaspor? Yeah, lost, how, how many goals did we cop? We it was like what was it, four nil or five nil or something. They beat us like six two. No, yeah, Did they? yeah. Yes. And everyone's like, no, it's just a friendly guys. It doesn't matter, bro. It's you're copying six goals against Tuzdas, but and in this case, yes, we lost. It and lost. Our- it. Wanna, yeah, we lost. And but it doesn't matter because it's a friendly, and we're showing some. Um, how do you say it? Some good points. Our players were shining, trying some new things with some plays we haven't seen much before. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah, you can't really rate uh, a friendly. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, keep calm and watch Gala. It's fine. Exactly. We're not here for the wins. We're here for the colors. Oof. Oof. Good one. Good one. I like it. Ah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's genuine, you know. That's uh, how it should be. Which does want maybe one last point before we closed off. I was watching Suleiman Rodop's stream after the game, and he basically goes outside the stadium, right? I think it's Mercur Arena, it's called over there in Graz. And the amount of idiot fans walking around just made me realize how much I love you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> because, god damn, people are stupid. <laughs> okay, l- losing half our listeners right now. <laughs> can you can you can you say one of the things that I'm actually curious what they said? Uh, no, actually there was a Fener fan uh, who came on uh, next to Rodop, and he had a Galatasaray jersey, so it was Kadir. He asked like, uh, "How are you doing today? Who are you? Why are you here?" I was like, "Actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a Fener fan. I I'm a fanatic Fener fan." And I'm like, "What the fuck did this guy smoke?" It was a kid. It was a kid, though. It's like, I don't know, oh, okay. 13 years old or something, but just hilarious. You can find the video. I made a recording yeah. and uh, tweeted it out. 
just Fenair fans, man. We lost all our listeners right now. No one's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think we can close that off, dudes. Any last words? Um, not really. Covered everything. Thanks for I'm listening. Keep oh, yeah, your that hope one. up, Thanks guys. Mm-hmm. Well, Hopefully good days are ahead. All right. And if you want to support us and follow us, you can do that on Twitter at the Lions Den GS or on Instagram at the Lions Den GS handle. Thank you and see you next week.